Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Art During Wartime. I'm your host, David Junk. Today's guest is Tina Perisunko. Tina is a scholar of cultural diplomacy and an expert on Ukrainian culture. We have invited Tina for this special Christmas episode of the podcast to tell the incredible story of one of the most well-known songs, Shedrick, or better known in America as Choral of the Bells. Welcome to the podcast, Tina. Thank you, David. Hello. We're honored to have you as our guest for this special Christmas episode. I wanted to first ask you a little bit about the origins of Shedrick. Shedrick is a, a Ukrainian folk song that is now part of popular culture. There are numerous best-selling recordings and appearances in hundreds of TV shows, films, and commercials. The history of the song Shedrick is one of the great stories about the power to connect people around the world. But Shedrick is much more than a Christmas song. It's, it's a politically significant song for Ukrainians. Please tell us the origins of this famous folk song, Shedrick. Yes, this song is very important, our um, cultural and musical brand in the world. And uh, during a long of time, we were trying to, to tell the story that actually Carol of the Bells was born in Ukraine, that this is an ancient Ukrainian folk song, uh, original name Shchadrik. And actually Shchadrik, it's from such kind of songs as Shchedrivki, and this is originally not carol, Christmas carol. This is New Year song. And actually, uh, when it was appeared at Carnegie Hall in 1922, it was presented like a Ukrainian New Year song. Because in America, I'm not sure that you have such kind of songs as Shadrivki. <laughs> uh, you have traditions of, of Christmas, of, of carols. Mainly Christmas carols, yes, yes. Old Lang Syne for for New Year's Eve, we sing that. But uh, but no, we don't have these these traditions of 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 songs like we do for Christmas. Yes. So this kind of uh, of songs, New Year songs, Shadrivki, it's very ancient uh, folk type uh, songs of Ukraine. Pre-Christian, actually, this song is not Christi Christmas carol, but pre-Christian song. It is a um, folk uh, song, but in, uh, in the beginning of 20th century, our very talented composer, Mykola Leontovich, started to work with this folk-type song. And actually, the melody of this folk-type song is very simple. Da, 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 da. Sorry for my <laughs> no, please, musical please, style, <laughs> but it's it's really only this uh, melody, this few notes, and that's all. The repetition, yeah. Yes. Repetition. So it was sung by childrens uh, in Ukrainian uh, villages at New Year Eve, and Mykola Leontovich just took this very simple melody just these few notes, and he composed this really choral arrangement that became so famous. And he worked with this Shadrick song for years. And, you know, he was not so much confident in himself. I'm very interested in, in his biography. And when he already finished this song, which is now singing in all over the world, he said to his wife, just wait a moment, wait a few years. 
I will become a composer and then we will live better. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, he, he, he was, he, he just didn't recognize himself like he is com really composer. And just a few days before uh, this, the choir, we will talk about it, uh, who, who brought this song abroad. And uh, the choristers, Ukrainians, asked Mykola Leontovich, just give us these notes, this manuscript. And he said, oh, no, <laughs> this, this song and my songs are not so good to, to European and to American scenes, <laughs> uh -huh. uh, concerts. Uh, so, yes, it also interested the context, historical and political context of the appearance of this Shadrick in Ukraine and then abroad. I will tell about the first part. In, okay. in Ukraine, but there was no Ukraine when this song was presented in Kyiv. It was the December of 1916. It was the period... Oh, the Russian Empire. Yes, yes. In, okay. And World War I was going on. So Ukrainian didn't have uh, its own state. And uh, Mykola Leontovich finished uh, his work with this song and he sent it to very famous and very talented Ukrainian conductor, Alexander Koshitz, who lived in Kyiv, Mykola Leontovich from Podilla, uh, another part of Ukraine. And he sent uh, his manuscript, and Alexander Koshitz is a talented conductor. He, he saw that this is nice piece, and he presented with his choir of students of Kievan University. He presented this song in uh, one concert hall. Now it is National Philharmonic in Kiev, and it was presented actually at Christmas concert in Kiev, 1916. And it's very symbolic history because in Ukrainian original text of this song, it is sung about the swallow that became to... Small birds, yeah. Small birds, yeah. Small birds, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. That came to the village, to homeland, and blessing owner of the house, blessing for the happiness, for the healthy and happy year, happy new year. And actually, it is very interesting because in a two-month after Kyiv and presentation of the song Shadrick, for Ukrainians became happy year. Because 1916, this is the year when Russian uh, empire started to collapse. So in March 1917, there was started some very important political process in Ukraine, in Kyiv. There were organized central power, and actually in the summer of 1917, Ukrainian Democratic Republic was pronounced. So for me, as a researcher of this song, it's very important actually to promote this history that 100 years ago, we have our own independent state. So we were not born in 1991. <laughs> Ukrainian independence, like Poland, Estonia, and Czechoslovakia, everybody knows about that, that countries that they had their independence 100 years ago. So I want through this history, American people also know that 100 years ago, and for Ukraine, it, it was also forbidden history. So for me, it's important through this song to promote the history of Ukrainian statehood that we had 100 years ago. So, so it, was, it was a brief period, right, between the end of 
World War One and then the Soviet Union, the communist yes, yes, Ukraine yes, yes. had its independence for how long? A year? Two years? How long, uh, how long two years. Two years. And they found it was a tool for cultural diplomacy uh, project, actually, for this um, tour Incredible. of the squire. Yeah. Incredible. Because it was pronounced by, actually, American president Woodrow Wilson of... Uh, the right of nations for independence. So after after this collapse of empires, Russian Empire and uh, Austrian Empire, a lot of these nations wanted to have their own uh, independent states. So in Paris, as we remember, it was started Paris Peace Conference, and our head of our state, Simon Petlura, and he was also commander of chief of our army because it was started the war. Bolshevik Russia started the occupation of of Ukrainian territory. Also, the Ukrainian army was yes. fighting the Bolsheviks. At that yes. Time. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So it was the project to promote international recognition of Ukrainian state and also to call for the support of, of Western countries with this war of, with Russia. So this choir was sent to Paris Peace Conference, where a lot of delegations were sent by another states and other so nations. They were like ambassadors yes. of the free Ukraine. Music, the musical Ukraine. ambassadors, Music yes. ambassadors. Okay. And actually, this, right. this song, Shadrick, became popular in European countries and in uh, 45 uh, cities of 10 Western countries. So it was also very important concert halls where this choir presented uh, this song. The, the Koshitz Choir. Correct? Koshitz that, Choir. choir yeah, that's, yeah. that's traveling Europe and performing. Yes. Okay. But it was um, the problem that French government uh, didn't give a visa for this choir, for the singers, as it, as it was still unrecognized, uh, the representatives of unrecognized state. So they couldn't have a visas to reach Paris as soon as possible. So they came there only nine months and it was too much late to say this important message uh, through the song to actually have a concert. This Paris Peace Conference almost finished and uh, we didn't have this opportunity to influence the American president and uh, European leaders through the song to sing for Ukrainian freedom. But it was not our fault because this choir had a very big success in a lot of countries, but it has not an opportunity to come to Paris time. So actually, in 1921, uh, unfortunately, Ukraine was annexed uh, by Bolshevik yeah, annexed, Russia. So the, so the Bolsheviks finally yes, and, and, took and Poland over. and um, yeah. and divided between countries. And actually, under the Russian occupation, Mykola Leontovich was killed by an agent of Russian Chika. And uh, it was forbidden history because Russian power, Russian uh, politics uh, said that it was like an accident. It wasn't a political murder. Oh, his, his murder was covered up by the Soviet authorities. Yes. At the beginning of 1919s, with our independence, we will find uh, this archive documents that uh, actually covers that it was political murder because Mykola Leontovich was not only Ukrainian composer, he worked at the Ukrainian Ministry of Culture of Ukraine. He was invited by Alexander Koshitz uh, on December uh, in 1917. He started to work uh, in music musical department of Ukrainian Ministry of Arts and Culture. 
this was in that brief period when Ukraine was an independent nation before the Bolsheviks yes. took over. So they came and they they murdered him in his in his home. That, Yes, and actually it's also were very symbolic because at the same day when he was murdered, it was the triumph a very successful concert in Paris. And French audience were applauded to these concerts and they even didn't know that this composer, the author of this Shadrick, was, was murdered this day. So in this context, when Ukraine was occupied by Bolshevik Russia, the choir couldn't return to his homeland. That is why he actually moved uh, to the USA, because a very famous uh, American impresario, Max Rabino, he uh, visited few concerts of this choir in different European countries, and he was so impressed of these concerts. I even found his interview to Washington Times, and he said, I was so much expressed of these concerts that I decided America should know this beautiful art. <laughs> And wow. yes. Wow. But if yes. they had returned from Europe back to Ukraine, would they have been killed as well? Would they have yes. been persecuted? Yes, 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 because uh, this is I, I know about uh, one singer who who actually returned to Ukraine and Carol of the Bells appeared in 1936 when Peter Lichowski uh, presented his English version of this Ukrainian Shadrick in American uh, radio in BC. That's an interesting story. Can, can you talk about the American choir director who really, I guess, transformed Shadrick to Choir of the Bells just so his kids could sing it right they, they yes. weren't able to sing in ukrainian yes so he actually had to yes trans translate he didn't even translate it he just literally rewrote it yes he just wrote a new text because he said that he just um, imagined this this bells uh, he heard the bells uh, in this melody but i just wanted to say that year after this new york presentation of carol of the bells one of the singer of this choir was killed because he came back to Ukraine, oh. Petro Stetsenko, he was uh, killed by, by Russian uh, forces in 1937. So this is the context of this carol of the bells. And we didn't get it. And uh, this is what stands behind this story. Tina, why did um, the Bolsheviks and then the Soviets want to suppress the song so badly? Why, why was it? Why was it banned? Why was the author murdered? What was what was the reasoning? What were they frightened of? That song represented Ukrainian independence, and that was a threat to the to the Soviet government. We still don't know. We don't have documentation about the reasons of this murder, but uh, a lot of Ukrainian um, intelligentsia was killed during this Bolshevik and Russian occupation. So there was a purge. Of yes. The intellectuals and the cultural elite yes because um, ukrainian just had to forget about their roots about their language about their culture we were forced to be the same people with russian <laughs> because as you know ussr for western people was soviet russia it wasn't ussr 
you didn't know about Ukrainians in USSR. We were Soviet Russians. So that is why even when Carol the Bells appeared and, and Shadrick appeared in America, Bilhovsky wrote that Carol of the Bells, is, this is Ukrainian Christmas Carol. But I found a lot of different uh, annotations when different american uh, choirs uh, performed this song uh, they annotated this carol of the bells as russian folk type carol because for american choirs for american people all from ukraine it was from soviet russia so right. yeah so it was very hard to promote this ukrainian identity when we don't have our ukrainian state uh, political independence that is why for ukraine it's so much important to have political independence to promote cultural identity also mm-hmm. i just wanted to mention few examples because this american tour was ended in 1924 and i wanted also to mention that um, during this american concerts the singers they donated to ukrainian army because uh, ukrainian conductor alexander koshitz he have letters with simon petlura with chief okay. of, of ukrainian army with ukrainian president and it's right. also interesting that ukrainian conductor like a cultural ambassador he just have these letters uh, messages from ukrainian president in exile and he sent the money from these American concerts to Ukrainian army because our president, our commander-in-chief, he hoped uh, for this support uh, still. To in defeat the Bolsheviks, right? Yes, to, yes, to, actually. To, to create yeah. an independent Ukraine. Yes. Mm. Uh, and uh, when this tour finished uh, at 1924, Shedrick continued to be a part of American culture and it was presented for the first time at Broadway Next year, after this uh, tour finished, at Christmas uh, 1925, mm-hmm. at the musical uh, Song of the Flame. And actually, one of composer of this musical was George Gershwin. We know oh, about wow. him, yes. And it was very famous and popular musical, Song of the Flame. And Shadrick was sung in this musical, but it was sung by Russian art choir in New York. <laughs> so, okay. you see, Ukraine don't have its independent state and Russian singers just so started stole, to, stole, to the stole the song. <laughs> and they sang this song as Russian song. Oh, they translated it to Russian even. No, no, no. They, oh they sang it in Ukrainian, but at February 1926, this Russian art choir released a vinyl with this Shadrick song. And uh, they wrote that this is Russian folk song. Stole it. Yes, Stole but it. they sang in Ukrainian. And in 1930, it was American movie created, Song of the Flame. And sh- this song, Shadrick, was presented also in this American movie. And it was the first presentation of this uh, melody in American movie, not in Home Alone. (laughs) So it was in 1930. And actually, this Song of the Flame was very popular American movie, and it was nominated an Oscar 
by music. Okay. So it's all right. al also forbidden uh, history of, of American biography of this Shadrick. And it was also uh, notated as Russian song. It was also before the appearance of Carol of the Bells. In 1932, uh -huh. uh, the first English version of Shadrick appeared. And it was not Carol of the Bells. It was the song named The Bluebirds. And uh, American musician Max Kron translated and it was actually a translated uh, version of original text of Shadrick, uh, but he noted that it was translated from the original Russian. So, as you see, all the time we have this confrontation with Russian <laughs> during this tour, in this fighting for independence, in even in these facts of, of American biography of this song. When Carol of the Bells appeared, it was coming back to Ukrainian identity because Peter Vyhovsky mentioned in this manuscript that it is Ukrainian Christmas carol, not New Year, okay, Christmas, let it be. But it is mm -hmm. Ukrainian song, Ukrainian carol, and author of the music is Mykola Leontovich. So we are grateful <laughs> to Peter Vyhovsky. And after that, mm -hmm. yes, it was the start of this American popular period of this song but for me as a researcher it's important to remain that this song was popular before Carol of the Bells in America even before the first recordings of yes, Carol of the Bells and in Europe for the first time I'm fascinated with this song I'm a veteran of the of the music business you know my previous job was to find hit songs and promote hit songs around the world and so the success story of of Shedrick is just something I'm just amazed with. And I'm wondering, why do you think it has been such a phenomenal hit song around the world? Is it the repetitive melodies? Is it, is it something else about the song that really makes it unique? Why was it such a cultural phenomenon? A lot of Ukrainian musicians and composers, they called Mykola Leontovich like a musical juveler. It was like musical phenomenon of this repeating of this melody and a lot of uh, European musical critics wrote about this ostinato when these four notes repeat and repeat all, all again. Uh, but it was also the phenomena of Alexander Kosic as a conductor because he was very passionate. He was very magic conductor and, and he just have a, a big feeling of the audience, of his choristers. He knew how to, you know, to perform the songs for the audience. And singers were good. <laughs> yeah. America played a a major role in the success of Shedrick when it became choral of the of the bells can you talk about some of the uh, most important uh, uses of the song in in tv commercials and popular films i think even metallica covered the, the song or sampled it i mean it really has become a part of popular culture particularly in the west and particularly in america how did that happen 
It's like a virus. Uh, it uh, started to be popular in American choirs, uh, and then uh, it came to radio, and then it became a part of American uh, television programs in 1950, 1960, and in 1917 became the first advertising with this Carol of the Bells, uh, one of champagne, Andre Tan, Andre. Yes, yes, yes. And and then a lot of movies. The first movie American with this melody of Carol of the Bells, but not Carol of the Bells, but Shadrick. It appeared in in 1930. In this movie, Song of the Flame. I'm very grateful that American uh, musicians so much loved this this melody, and it was very important for Ukrainian culture and even for the modern generation. For me, as a researcher, it's much more simpler to promote the history of Ukrainian Democratic Republic because we have this phenomena of Carol of the Bells. Because a lot of Ukrainians heard Shadrach's song in the movie Home Alone. That's the first time they... Yes, and it was the <laughs> almost the same period we beg our independence in 1991. In 1919, uh -huh. Home Alone movie period. Nobody knows that this is Ukrainian Shadrick, and especially nobody knows that we had our, our own state and our own uh, president, ministers, and so on, so on. So for me, it's very important to beg this history of Ukrainian independence this of that ministries of that actually state project of cultural diplomacy uh, so i'm very happy we have this phenomenon of carol of the bells and due to this phenomenon we can come back ukrainian history also to ukrainians and to the americans and to the western world well, what do you think i mean i know shedrick was a symbol of ukrainian independence back in 1919 does it have a similar meaning for ukrainians today Yes, it still have because this is not one of the most famous, but the famous song of Ukraine in the world, the famous song for Ukrainians. Every Christmas, Ukrainians sing this song with the hopes for happiness. And remembering the, that history 100 years ago when Ukrainians swallow <laughs> back to, to its owner, we really hope that Ukrainians swallow will come back and bring Ukrainian spring with our victory <laughs> as soon as possible. You talked about how the, the song became a tool of international diplomacy. And I know you're an expert on cultural diplomacy. You, you, you study that. Can you talk about how Shedrick is an example of Ukrainian soft power? Well, actually, uh, these last years, uh, on the governmental level, there were a lot of different kind of projects to celebrate centennial of the 100 years of the American premiere. And I think you remember... Oh, that was in Carnegie Hall, correct? The yes. Performance, uh, yes. Uh, a couple it, years ago, a year ago. At Carnegie Hall. It was a brilliant concert, and I'm very glad to support this concert with my research and to promote this history of this of this uh, song of this Ukrainian period of independence it was also organized by uh, ministry of foreign affairs event uh, in chicago on art on the mart a very big digital platform it was presented some animation about the history of this song 
This year we planned some exhibition projects and concert projects in, in Europe also because for me it's very important actually to bring this history of the Shadrick to European countries because they know about this song as a carol, as American carol. And I want to, to promote this history in London, in Paris, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in Berlin, in a few days, there'll be a concert sound of Ukraine. And I prepared uh, some exhibition. It will be presented in Berlin Philharmonic. So I'm working on it to present the Ukrainian history through this song, to present this international history of this song, to present this Ukrainian, European, Ukrainian, American connections through the brand of Carol of the Bells. And we will have every year, every Christmas, this opportunity because it's a very long-scale history. A lot of this histories are forgotten. The purpose of this podcast, Art During Wartime, is to feature Ukrainian culture and how it is uh, not part of Russia. And I know that has been a centuries-long problem for Ukrainians, is, is really being able to have their own culture understood and known by the West. And it's been overshadowed by Russia and the Russian Empire for a very long time. And one of the most Shocking things I learned about Shedrick uh, is that it was banned by the Soviet censors and only revealed to be a Ukrainian folk song when Ukraine gained its independence in 1991 with the collapse of the Soviet Union. What was it like rediscovering Shedrick after communism? Is it like finding a buried treasure that no one had known about and suddenly it's a national treasure, a Ukrainian national treasure? What was it like rediscovering Shedrick? It was very fascinating and very interesting. I actually found all of this history in archival documents. So I started to to discover, to promote this history just six or seven years ago when I started to work with the archive of this choir, Ukrainian Republican Chapel. The Koshitz? The Koshitz Choir, yeah. And the name was Ukrainian Republican uh, Chapel, um, Capella Choir. It was actually forbidden for this Soviet period, this archive of this of this choir. It stayed uh, for some period in Prague, where archives of this period of Ukrainian Democratic Republic stayed. And after Second World War, uh, Soviet powers took this uh, archive to Moscow and to Kiev, to Soviet Ukraine. And until 1991, it was secret archive. And only during independence it was opened, but still... Ukrainian scientists in this musical sphere, I'm not, I don't know why, but they were not so much interested in this archive because it was full of this political context in, in very scary context because they grew in this Soviet propaganda that Petlura mm-hmm. is bad guy, that Ukrainian Democratic Republic is, it's awful, it's forbidden. Oh, they were taught you that were not, yes. Alexander Koshitz, he was uh, uh, also bad guy because uh, he was Petlura diplomat and 
conductor that popularized Ukraine throughout the world was forbidden in Ukraine for Ukrainian people. And the first mention about him, it was in 1960 in some encyclopedia, and it was mentioned that he was nationalistic conductor. <laughs> so the same rhetoric as today, Russian rhetoric about Ukrainian nationalists. So I think that it was difficult for this old Ukrainian scientist to work with this period that was uh, very claimed by Russian propaganda as very bad, as very dangerous. So I didn't know about this period, nothing. I'm not historians. My first education is marketing of culture. <laughs> so, uh, <Okay>. yes. <laughs> Which is what you're doing. Yeah, it's brilliant. I just saw history in this archive very successful cultural history and very powerful political history. I saw that, oh yes, this is the project of cultural diplomacy, this phenomenon, just this very modern, this uh, very cool phenomenon in term as cultural diplomacy. So we should uh, know about this uh, period. And I tried to make not only scientific uh, research, publishing books and publications, but uh, made a few exhibitions in Ukrainian Verkhovna Rada, in Ukrainian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, to bring this history to Ukrainian politics, to Ukrainian ministries, because a lot of them didn't know also that 100 years ago we had a Ministry of Foreign Affairs. I wanted to promote this history, and actually my first book um, called World Triumph of Shadrach, 100 Years of Ukrainian Cultural Diplomacy, because for me it was the task to tell that we have 100 years of Ukrainian cultural diplomacy. Last year we created with uh, Ukrainer and the Ukrainian Institute this animation History Untold, History of Carol of the Bells. And also a few years ago, uh, we created with Ministry of Foreign Affairs this first English uh, version of website of Ukrainian origin of Carol of the Bells, where I described this uh, political history of this song. This year is also important, uh, and I prepare some, some events uh, on December in Kyiv. Because uh, this year is uh, 100 year of the premier Shadrick in Brazil, in that uh, Southern okay. America. Right. And yes, and we will have a concert and the choir of Ukrainian radio invited to present the songs that were presented at Carnegie Hall 100 years ago. Yes, not only yeah. Shadrick, but another songs also. The full program. Mm. You know, it was very difficult to find manuscripts of these songs because they are not so popular today. But we know that they had a success in New York audience uh, 100 years ago. The first song that was presented at Carnegie Hall. In 1922, at, yes. at Carnegie Hall, right. It was an ancient song, a spiritual song, and it was called Doomsday. Mm, a spiritual song called yes, Doomsday. Doomsday. <laughs> and it was very symbolic because 
it was for Ukrainian choir, it was actually this, that concert, it was a doomsday. Because in Ukrainian newspaper, Svoboda, Freedom, at uh -huh. New York, in a few days before uh, this premiere at Carnegie Hall, there were an article and it was uh, stated that the task of this choir to sing for Ukrainian freedom at Carnegie right. Hall. Yes. And actually the newspaper at New York made an article and they stated, God bless the free land of Washington seeing the freedom of Ukraine. It was stated few days before a premiere at Carnegie Hall and the first mm -hmm. song at Carnegie Hall, Doomsday. So it was very important concert for Ukrainians, for Ukrainian immigration, for Ukrainian government in exile, for Ukrainian right. singers to sing for freedom of Ukraine in free America. <laughs> in so, New York City, yes. In New yes. York City, yes. So relevant for now. Yes, yeah. and I want to present this historical context because mm -hmm. we know about the Carol of the Bells, but I want to you know, to bring the history so much of this. More. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so we, we still fight for, for our independence through this song. <laughs> right. And it was in New York City that this fight came to America, this fight for Ukrainian independence. And it's it, there's so many Ukrainian immigrants in New York City that probably appreciate very much what you're doing and, and the research you're doing, and the performances, of course, in Carnegie Hall recently. And you have said that um, Shedrick gained authority because it was recognized abroad. I guess you mean it, it became more well-known abroad than it did in your own homeland of yes. Ukraine. And, yes. and is it your mission to educate not just Americans, not just the yes. rest of the world, but is it your mission to educate Ukrainians about this great song? Yes, yes. This was the first task for me to, to educate Ukrainian audience about his own history. And I think full of this task uh, has already done because it is known in Ukrainian political circles. And now I also prepare educational exhibition with the support of the American embassy in Ukraine. I will organize this traveling educational exhibition about Carol the Bells, about the history, and it will be presented in 10 Ukrainian universities. I hope to present this kind of exhibition in American universities. I'm also working on it. This Ukrainian choir had concerts not only at Carnegie Hall, they had a concert in more than 100 cities of the United States. More than 100 yes, I, cities. Yes, I read that. They, yes, they were yes. fabulously popular <laughs> across America. I mean, so the author, Mikola Leontovich, didn't unfortunately live to see the great success of his song, but the choir conductor, Alexander Koshitz, did, right? He, he saw the success of Shedrick in his lifetime. Is that right? Yes, yes. Uh, and um, there are a lot of um, memories of Ukrainian singers that stayed in New York, and they said, 
wow, Carol of the Buzz, this is our Shadrach. <laughs> and actually, why do we have this letter from Peter Lichowski where he explained... The choir director, yeah, yeah the American choir director. Be- because American immigration asked him... Tell us, how did you uh, create this Carol of the Bells? And he explained to this um, newspaper, Ukrainian newspaper, Svoboda in New York, that he just heard it due to Ukrainian choir and asked for manuscript and, and wrote this, this English text. So, yes, they were glad that Ukrainian songs uh, became a part of American musical culture, but they still wanted to, to promote that this is actually Ukrainian song. <laughs> it was the context. And even in um, 1954, very famous Ukrainian uh, painter, Mykola Butovich, he painted a painting that was called Shchedrik, Carol of the Bells. And on this picture, Shadrick Carol of the Bells, we will not find bells, but we will find swallows. So, I mean, right. through these right. uh, tools, original, Ukrainian yeah. immigration wanted to, to share that, that actually Carol of the Bells, it's not about the bells, it's about right. swallows, yeah. it's from Ukraine. So, for, for us, it's very important that we had this concert at Carnegie Hall and this concert was organized on Ukrainian state level so it's not only dream of Ukrainian immigration but it, it was also project of Ukrainian governmental institution and it is very important project. I have only one dream. I hope it will become true. I dream about very great American movie about this song, this Carol. Now that would be something, wouldn't it? It's made for a movie. Maybe Martin Scorsese will ask ask Leonardo DiCaprio to play a role in Leontovich. (laughs) (laughs) One Leo, second Leo. Well, you know, they will need you to uh, consult uh, for the film. I will be be very glad to help, yes. (laughs) Well, Tina, I just have one final question. And it's about Christmas. And uh, this podcast episode is airing on Christmas Day. And I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. Thank you. And uh, I wanted to talk with you about something that's amazing and new in Ukraine. Um, Ukraine, for the first time in its history, is celebrating Christmas on December 25th, the same yes, day as the, the same West. day as you, yes. <laughs> exactly. How do Ukrainians feel about this new Christmas Day? Yes, we have a project for this day. <laughs> Actually, uh, we want to sing uh, at the same time um, the song Shadrik and Carol of the Bells in, in one song because uh, lucky day, this Christmas Day, uh, we celebrate our Christmas uh, with the United States of America with with other states. Uh, We had a discussion in Ukraine, what is better? But actually, okay, 100 years ago, when Shedrick appeared in Kyiv, Christmas was celebrated in Ukraine in December, 25. Oh, so it was before? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So we just returned to our tradition. Return. Yes, 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 yes. So, yes, Merry Christmas also to you, (laughs) to American people. Thank you. Thank you, Tina.
Thank you. It's been wonderful having you on the show today. And uh, I am so certain our American listeners have learned even more about Shedrick or Coral of the Bells. And and uh, and we really are grateful to you for that. Thank you very much, David. Thank you. Thank you.